Welcome to But Jesus Drank Wine and other stories that kept us stuck. I'm Mead. And I'm Christy. In this podcast, we'll explore the stories that kept us, well, stuck, wanting to drink and not wanting to drink all at the same time. Join us as we show you that freedom from alcohol does not have to mean a life sentence of misery and missing out, but actually means living an authentic life full of peace, joy, and purpose. You look so pretty today, babe. Well, thanks. I'm cleanish. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, wow. A little, little makeup goes a long way, right? It does. It does. Thank the Lord for you, makeup. I have to tell you, this is uh, um, I, the airline will remain nameless, but. Oh, I was, no. What I happened? know. I was flying, flying back on Sunday from a lovely little getaway with a girlfriend in northern Michigan and on the headrest as we're like at you know at the gate everyone's kind of like deplaning the ad on every single headrest was a portion you know it it was a little can of wine and a little glass of wine and it's you know a portion of your proceeds today goes to support no uh, breast cancer research no yes 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 Yes, I knew I knew I'd get you fired up. Yes, I took a picture. I could not believe it. I'm like, the irony of this is mind blowing. And I can't. I know. I actually can't. It just I know. infuriates me. So on every single headrest of this giant, what are the big airplanes? I don't know, seven twenty seven. I don't know what they're called. Seven forty seven. Twenty seventh or seven forty seven. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. The big ones. <laughs> so meaning there are a bajillion headrests and the ad and so it's like a little pink cam with the little pink glass and the little pink you know whatever and uh, you know a portion of your proceeds from your purchase goes to breast cancer research to support breast cancer research it's like believe that or don't buy the wine and save your money save your health and we won't need as much breast cancer research because we're not ingesting the thing that actually is causing the need for breast cancer research. It's literally mind-blowing to me. And I was actually wondering, I was doing some Googling the other day, just wondering if this had like slowed down because of what we know now, but it it hasn't. Like it hasn't, like which is mind-blowing when you have the, like the Breast Cancer Federation and all the federations and all the things are saying that this is, there's a direct link, right? Yes. There's a direct link. And we're both in our pink today. And we also need to wear our pink when Sam comes on and we talk about this. Yes, for our few, yes. This, that episode, but I Which, cannot believe way, that. It's not that, it, this is not that episode that we're talking about. Oh yeah, about sorry it. guys, yeah. we're really confusing. <laughs> <laughs> we have a different topic today. <laughs> but I, I literally saved this to when we hit record because I knew Christy would get fired up because I was so fired up. I'm like, this is, and then I'm also thinking about what is so, you know, and then we can move on to the actual topic of boredom. So let's start with something spicy and then move into boredom, right? But I'm thinking about how just Kit and like, the way that that ad is positioned and in a way that like nobody's doing their own thing at that time we're all just standing there waiting to deplane so it's prime time to read what is on the screen in front of you nobody's taking phone calls nobody's reading their own books like it's that t- it's that idle time and how many kids are standing around just like i mean that's that is how subtle and how effective that kind of marketing and conditioning is like 
that wasn't around when I was little, that's yeah. how much more is going to be set in front of our kids. And I just, I was like, oh my gosh, Christy's going to love that. So, yeah. Speaking of what wasn't, and, and like, let's just keep going off topic, but it's okay. I was just on the phone with a client and we were talking about like Halloween coming up and how I was like, I actually have residual like post-traumatic stress when I think about walking the streets of London with a massive like jug of wine while the kids are darting in front of traffic and everybody's dressed mm-hmm. in really scary. By the way, in England, they they didn't understand like the memo of like Halloween can also be like, I never dressed up as anything scary ever. I was like a oh, fairy yeah. princess and a cheerleader and a bride. You know what I mean? But at homecoming queen, <laughs> I was never anything with blood or or gore or anything. In England, everything is scary and and bloody and gross and even little kids and it's not okay. And I have I have a lot to say about that, but my point is is that when I was trick or treating as a homecoming queen at like 10 years old, I my I'm mom not. Who, and you know, me at all. <laughs> didn't have a yeti of alcohol Mm. and nobody else did either right and to your point about conditioning now it's just like weird not to have a yeti of wine while you're or vodka or whatever it is while you're trick-or-treating and that is bananas yeah you're cooler that like yeah it has to be positioned and full and i i know i know and i did a lot of halloweens like that and Mm -hmm. i can say some of my more regretful times have been the Halloween nights and the the drinking and how little attention I was paying in to actual like safety and and all of those things because it was about yeah. you know socializing yeah. and having the wine and having the giant yeti and do we have more and do we need to run back to the house scoot on down to the house and grab more and you didn't just bring yeah. the bottle with you in your purse and then top everybody up you didn't do that that's what I did well <laughs> well yeah well yeah but. <laughs> Then we would run out and then still, because <laughs> you only have so much room on your on your golf cart to like have, you know, a, it's, yeah, girl, I know. Well, I'm so glad we don't have to do that anymore. I'm so glad we, yeah, we never have to do that again. Yeah. Should we talk about boredom now? <laughs> and then we'll move into it's our exciting topic of boredom. I have it's, to say. It's I a favorite to topic. I really like it. <laughs> I do too. And see, there you go. This is the power of changing the pausing and paying attention to words we use and what they mean and doing this work that we get to do where we can take something like boredom that used to like, I would break out in hives at the idea of being bored. But now it has such a different meaning because, I mean, gosh, I welcome boredom, like, because it's so much fun to be bored. But I used to be someone that was very, like, I did not like to be alone. I did not like to be by myself, like, by my alone and by yourself. That's the same thing. But I did not like to be alone. I did not like to be still and quiet and all of that. That was a fate worse than death. That was boredom. And no, I did not want that. So it was, it perpetuated that hustle and that busyness and the doing and the go, 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 go. And yeah, so I would have been, I was super averse to boredom five years ago. How about you? Yeah, a hundred percent. I related like, like crazy related to this client because she had a really busy working lawyer husband who didn't come home until the wee hours of the morning, similar to how Chris was. And, and she said, I drink to fill the gap between when 
when I get home and when he gets home, right? Because there's just this space and there's nothing to do. And so this is where I think like the, the I drink because I'm bored story is so interesting because these are also women, right? That we both work with that are like high-flying CEOs, moms <laughs> of quadruplets and like crazy like schedules, right? Mm-hmm. And then they're like, I'm bored. And I'm like, sister, mm-hmm. how in the world are you bored? You literally had the busiest freaking day I've ever heard of in my life. You've had zero time for yourself. Maybe instead of I'm bored, like I do need that alone time or I do need that rest or I do need that time out, whatever it is. And so it's like, I think it's also this massive reframe. If you're bored, yes. then you have time. And aren't we always desperate for time and peace yes. and quiet? Yes. And can't we, don't we want to use that time intentionally versus, yeah. which is where I think boredom gets, you know, kind of coupled together as this, it's this that habit when it becomes just, I always say that easy button that I used to hit, you know, and, and I can relate to your client who was kind of filling that gap, so to speak. For me, it was also kind of filling that gap between like, you know, supper time, getting home from work or when I was a stay at home mom, that time. Do you people know. in the South call it supper? <laughs> is that where is that from? Well, that was, is that your neck of the woods? Like, who says supper? I know. You know, I'm not sure. <laughs> some people, some people do in the South. I don't know if it's a Southern thing. My my grandmother did. So Southeastern, Southeastern. Yeah, I guess regionally, but not everybody does. It's kind of old school, I think. It's I think it's actually, more old school than regional. I Now that I say that, like my most posh British friends that are super old school, but are like 30, 40, or five, they say supper. And so yeah. I think you're actually just cooler than me. Oh, but <laughs> yeah. Well, no, that's only if you say supper with a British accent, which was not bad. <laughs> what was that? I don't know. I'll sh- that was like my, that was, no, that was not good. Right, I totally oh, interrupted you. I'm sorry. This is my, <laughs> this is where Holland would be like, mom, you are so cringy. Stop right now. Yeah. So it's, it's, it just becomes that like automatic easy button thing that we do to fill the gap or the mindless. It's that mindlessness. And I think that that's where, like, to your point of offering this massive reframe around boredom, it's like, wow, if we have that opportunity to be quote unquote bored, why not use it intentionally for something that is going to fuel us later? And that was, gosh, I mean, that hour, that wine o'clock hour for me for sure was kind of a, just a catch-all for like, I don't know what to do with this time before supper, you know, before I start making supper or bathing the kids or whatever. And I'm uncomfortable. I am tired. I do reserve. It it kind of is that kind of catch-all, I think. And so, you know, that ability to look at that and go, okay, this actually is time that I get to, how do I want to feel for the rest of the night? Is it going to, you know, is wine going to affect that or not? How's wine going to contribute to that? Yeah, I love that so much. And I think it also has so much to do with we get to a certain age and if we've been lifelong drinkers, like we don't know what to do to fill that space. Yeah. You know what I mean? True. Like I've had clients say, well, I don't even know what I like to do for fun yes. or to fill the time because like my hobby is has always been drinking. Right. And so it's another f- a reframe of like instead of I don't know what to do with my time, like oh my gosh, I have this time, what Mm -hmm. might I get to do to enjoy it, you know? And so 
I just think, again, it's a different way of looking at it, but but it's an opportunity, you know, it's a huge opportunity. How many, well, I mean, I'm sure you've had, but clients too, like their fear is if I continue stepping into this alcohol-free lifestyle, like how am I going to fill that time? Because, yeah. which is yeah. something that for me was like, oh, I get more time added to my, that was one of the craziest realizations and surprise gifts was like, I get time added to my days because yeah. I'm free from alcohol because of, I've talked before, like the time that's freed up from the thinking about planning, prepping, recovering, self-loathing about, and then the actual time drinking. There's this addition of time, free time in my day, but I I also have to remember how scary that is, how, you know, the fear around that for a lot of yeah. folks when they're starting this journey. It's like, well, I am going to have this free time and that makes me uncomfortable like what is that about and that's where I would say that boredom also in this umbrella is that this place we're not good at being bored because we're so scheduled we're so busy we're so go we're so like our culture is so fast and constant and you know all the distractions that we have from our phones and social media and all those things it doesn't allow us to be really good at just having idle time to do stuff and that's where I always encourage clients to to notice, like start tracking how, like if they find that themselves in that space, like let's let's get comfortable. Find If you find yourself bored, set a timer for three minutes and just sit in that boredom. You're like, that's gonna be your experiment before you do anything yeah. else. And then, and, and kind of like build from there because once we get comfortable with being bored, that's in part, that's also where we have that, our, we see it as an opportunity to, to your, you know, like you said, to like fill that space. Oh my gosh, we get to fill that space. This is time back in your day, y'all. Like this yeah. is time that like added to your day that you get. But the fear is real. Yeah, it's so, so true. And I think I think that has a lot to do with because, you know, in those places of boredom is when the thinking starts and then the emotions start and all of that. And we're just not... Yeah. I mean, I wasn't right. Like I didn't know how to do that or to sit with that or and how to process feelings and how to process thinking. And am I everything that I'm thinking in this moment? Right. And like none of that is none of that is even true. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's because we're afraid to feel. Yeah. And and I also take it a step further and say, like, I didn't even know that that was something that I wasn't doing. Like, yeah. I didn't even know that that was a thing that we could do or like, I just was completely oblivious to, and I would have said that I was someone that I thought was pretty in touch with, you know, my feelings and pretty in touch with, you know, the mind. And, you know, I've always been into that kind of like work or whatever, but I was not, I, I didn't have a carved out space where I was bringing attention to that. I didn't have any space where I was bringing attention to that carved out or not. And so yeah. if we're not doing that, then it is very like foreign to us. And so, yeah, finding that opportunity to, what do we like to do outside of the drinking? This is that great opportunity. And also how do we handle when we find ourselves uncomfortable like it's it's this great kind of I find it to be like an excavation kind of of sorts where you like get to I mean we've talked about this before too like one of the favorite things I like to ask clients is like what did you like to do when you were a kid and yeah 
you know, thinking back to that, like I used to love hopping on a beach cruiser and riding my bike. Like that is so fun and freeing to me. Now I can't do that before supper time every night. I mean, I mean, I guess I could, right? Who says I can't? Maybe I will. Maybe I will. <laughs> Local people, when you see me around cruising, you'll know. But thinking of thinking like back to like when we were children before our lives became so scheduled and busy and all of those things and going, oh, wow, okay, this is something I enjoyed. I enjoyed painting or drawing or writing. And so, yeah, how how can I, I get to bring those things back into my life in a way and, and see what I like now? Do I still like those things? Yeah, yeah. I love that so much. And I, I wrote a chapter about this in the book that is not coming out, you guys, for a whole other year, so don't get too excited. <laughs> but I think the boredom... And filling the gap is that time where you actually get to get really clear about what your purpose is, right? It's mm. when it, and when you can actually think that through of like, what's the mark I want to leave? What's my legacy? What what did God place me on this planet to do? You know, so I there's a an amazing Bible study by Jenny Allen. So it's called Get Out of Your Head, A Study in Philippians, and it's obviously based on the book of Philippians. And she says, you and I were made to be part of an eternal story centered on the unyielding purpose of our service to an unmatched God. We were meant to live intentionally rather than floating around trying to be cozy. And I was like, oh, that's so good because that's what we do. So true. We're mm-hmm. sold this lie that we're supposed to be cozy and feel good all the time. And if anything feels uncomfortable, let's quickly get rid of that and numb it out and all that stuff. But what we're really supposed to be doing is serving others. Like we're given a purpose on this planet. And I think the boredom is the time that opens up the space to think of that stuff, you know? Like even in the nights, I, I did this last night, in the nights when I couldn't, you know, couldn't fall back asleep after the dog was barking. <laughs> I was thinking about all the things mm-hmm. you and I can do together and like how we can, what we can do for this podcast and where is it going to go next and all of this stuff. And and so as much as it's annoying to be up in the middle of the night, bored, it's where all the best thinking comes. Are you going to talk about the shower? Yeah. No. I, oh, no. I, was gonna, I thought you were going to, I thought you were going to say I do my best thinking in the shower because that's me too. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Close. I mean, I'm. you're not wrong. But um, but no, I was going to say, yeah, that time. I love that we're also wagging our pens at each other. <laughs> I'm like getting so excited. I'm like, yes, girl, I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, that boredom breeds creativity. Yeah. I mean, that is the space of creativity. And that was my point that I forgot to circle back to a few minutes ago. Oh, sorry. Like, I probably interrupted you. No, no, no not, not at all. I just lost my train of thought. Surprise. But like if we're going back to like thinking about what we enjoyed as kids, and then similarly taking that kind of mindset, kids are so creative. It's because it, when they have unstructured time, they don't have the busy and the hustle and the schedules and the blah, blah, blah that we have. They get to create. And when we are creating, I mean, hello, like we are living into the image of our yeah. creator. Like that, that creative space is so huge, but creativity does not happen yeah. if we're not allowing that space for it to to be called forward or to pay attention to it. It just, it doesn't happen. And that has been something that I have learned over, I, like I, it just keeps getting reinforced these last four years for me is that when I can have unstructured, unscheduled time that I would have Ugh, in the past yeah. avoided like the plague and, you know, called boredom, that is the time where 
I love it so much. Not that I love waking up at 4 a.m. and doing it, but to your point too, that is often where, I mean, the ideas come and yeah. like, there's there's nothing like that. They were not, those waking up at 4 a.m. before was a lot different. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, 100%. A lot we don't have to get on my soapbox about this right now, but this also is what makes me so nervous about kids and phones, right? Because they don't have a chance to get bored and therefore they don't have the chance to be creative. And yes. it's, and I, I have to be better about modeling my own Instagram behavior in this house, but like, it's true. They don't, mm-hmm. they don't have the opportunity to get bored because there's something in their face all the time, which is also, by the way, they've, they've connected a lack of drinking in like younger generations, right? I'm not talking about our kids' age. I'm talking about older, obviously. But because they don't actually have any time to like get get to this place of like, I'm scared because I'm bored, therefore I'm going to drink because they have something in their face all the time. There's Mm -hmm. always something to entertain them, which is wild. Yeah. Yeah. Well, girl, (laughs) I... We don't have to... We could probably do a whole episode on that. We don't... (laughs) Don't... Don't get me a going on this one, I but I know, <laughs> but I'm, but I know, but I'm, I'm with you on that. That's a, that's a great point. Yeah. I've, okay. And if you think about the, like, the, the, the pen I, is wagging, I know, the pen I is know. wagging. You know, I can't talk without my hands. Like if I, if someone like, if I sat on my hands, I would not be able to have a conversation. Are you? I should try that. <laughs> no. You're not? No. You don't look at that. No, why? Because <laughs> like, you're doing this. Oh, because I'm talking with my hands. No, I, I was like, that was not an Italian accent. <laughs> oh my god, oh my god, this has just gone off the rails. Uh, we spend a lot of time not being bored. Let me just tell you, yeah. we fill that boredom. But yeah, like I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's my fault because I keep interrupting you and asking you stupid questions like, "What do you really say supper?" and "Are you Italian?" and "Do you think of the shower?" <laughs> <laughs> um boredom children <laughs> cell phones were you go- oh, were, were you oh, about to go off about it. the cell phones okay yeah there you go. i got it i got it i got it <laughs> the, pen, the pen is a wagging it's back so like the best way to influence our children to be able to cope with boredom or to be able to you know not have easy buttons and and take structured breaks from electronics and all that being and it's one of those that I'm like, really, really? Okay, all right. You know, just to model it, like you said, like be better yeah. about it yourself. And that that is something that's always like, we're getting ready to mix things up here in the Shirley household. And we have a little family meeting coming up and it's we're putting some of these exact things in place too. But, but as much for ourselves, we're like, okay, if this is what we're, you know, putting in for the kids, like this is going to be a whole team. This is going to be, you know, phones and lockers and you know, after a certain point and certain times of day when nobody can use their phone, like it's gonna, it's to, to carve out that space, number one, from the electronics and then number two, that just idle time that mm-hmm. if we're, if we can get very, I know for a fact that was a big part of why I hit the, you know, open the bottle of wine every single night. It was that, that unstructured idle time and my discomfort with it. So yeah, yeah. having practice, starting a little practice of sitting in the discomfort of nothing to do is a great way to start kind of coming. I did that like back, back when I was, before I ever started this journey, it was the five minutes driving in my car, no phone, no, I didn't call anybody, no 
listening to iPods, no music, nothing. I had to drive. They don't silence. make iPods anymore. iPods are not a thing. Oh, you're right. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't mean iPod. I meant podcast. Podcast for podcasts. For now, yeah, I wasn't listening to them. Then, no. <laughs> well, anyway, yeah, you're funny. I don't know why I said iPod. I didn't have an iPod. How did we listen to music five years ago? CDs. No, Still? that wasn't five years ago. No. Yeah. Five years ago, how did we listen to music? On our phones, somehow. Yeah, Spotify was around. Yeah, okay. Anywho, that five minutes starting out, like, first, like, on my way out the door, you know, first thing I did, get everyone dropped off. It was five minutes, silence, driving my, like, that was boredom, I would say. That was boredom. But it was also, like, intentional time getting comfortable, learning to be comfortable in the nothing like not talking to anybody not doing anything not listening to anything just being and and it became i mean it's not a a practice that you know grew and grew and grew to where now i mean i try to do a a 45 minute to an hour quiet time every day every morning and i love that i crave that time now versus in the past where i had like no i had no tolerance for that time i had to be busy so yeah. So in your 45 minute qu- quiet time, what does that mean? Does that mean like reading the Bible and praying or it just means sitting yes. there and quiet? Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's all part of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 But I think the stillness part of it is also so important, right? Because that's so when you get to hear. And I think that all of these times where we do have space, like end up for me, like being just like prayer time, you know, like just like automatic, which is yeah. so nice because it's not a, you know, throwaway prayer at the end of the day. It's like a constant yes. conversation, which which is, so boredom, I think, has, like, transformed my prayer life, too, you know? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm so glad you brought that up because I've noticed the same thing. It's, I don't have anything to do right now. Like, what a gift. And what what can I do? What do I, how do I want to use this time? I mean, just in conversation with God, like, what a great opportunity that pays dividends versus wine that's going to take. wine is going to take from that like you're not gonna you're gonna pay a price and that is it yeah so true i also think there's another part of the boredom conversation which is drinking to make boring things more bearable oh let's let's yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah which is so like just what i did right like anything that i thought but then i mean i'm all over the place so but then everything seemed boring, right? Without without a drink in your hand. And it's because when you've hijacked your dopamine, everything does seem more dull, right? Because your pleasure threshold is just in the in the I don't know, in the gutter. And so you end up feeling like you nothing is fun without alcohol. You end up mm-hmm. feeling like you need alcohol to make anything boring more fun and anything without alcohol is boring. I think it all gets commingled together for sure. It's also the idea that if I'm not drinking, I am going to be bored. And so therefore, like you just said, like that alcohol makes things more fun. But what about the fact that there are things that we just don't enjoy doing? Oh, yeah. So then then why are we doing the things if it's Why are we doing the things? What it does is, is it exposes the things that actually... They're just, it's not that it's boring without alcohol. It's that it's boring and not something I want to be doing anyway. And so if it's optional, why not just not do the thing? Like, 
And then you don't need alcohol or to waste your time. And then you have free time. Hello. If anybody has been on the PTA with me in the past, I apologize in advance for what I'm about to say. <laughs> PTA is not fun. <laughs> Class no. drinks are not fun. And making small talk with competitive mothers is not fun, right? It's not fun. And you know it's what? It's never going to be fun. I don't go anymore. <laughs> it's never go it's not fun with alcohol. It's not fun without alcohol. It's just not fun. So why not eliminate it like you have? Like that's something yeah. you get to do. And that is one of my favorite things about having a client who's like stepping into that alcohol-free lifestyle and they're starting to kind of like gain their stride and they're like, oh my gosh, I've been doing XYZ for years. Turns mm -hmm. out mm -hmm. I was so mm -hmm. afraid to like not drink because then how was I going to do this thing? Turns out I don't actually really enjoy doing that. And now mm -hmm. I've let that go and oh my gosh, I, I've gained all of this time to actually now go, oh, I would like to do this instead. Or I mean, that is, yeah. It's massive. Yeah, yeah. And then that comes in. I was just going to say, should we do like a little role playing here? Because the thing that I used to think, right, is so, okay, Lo, so let's let's pretend you're my coach, okay? We're just doing this live okay. as we go, guys. We didn't rehearse okay. it. All right, you're my coach. Yes. And I've decided that I hate the PTA. Yes. And I don't want to go to class drinks anymore because it really stresses me out. Mm -hmm. And it makes me want to drink. But Coach Mead, I feel like I should go. Oh, yeah. Coach hey. me, coach. So, Christy, well, first of all, like, whose voice is that? When you say, I should go, whose voice is that? Who, whose voice are you listening to there? All who's the other that? moms at school. So, all the other moms are telling you, you should. Mm-hmm. They've said this to you. You should go. No, they haven't said it to me, but I feel like they are saying it to me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, gosh, Coach Mead, is that a story I'm making up? <laughs> <laughs> Could that be, could it be true that they are saying that? Maybe. Could it also be true that they're not saying that? So is it is it possible that that is not true? That it you shouldn't highly go? highly possible. It is highly possible. And also when you use the SH, the should, I always say that points directly to the shame. Like there's mm -hmm. some kind of like, shaming yourself so whether it's other people or your your own voice you're shaming yourself where you know where does that come from i i don't know i think it's just it has to do with all these things that we're where we think that we're supposed to do as moms right it's be on the pta go to all the things get the kids into the right schools and if you don't and if you don't look perfect and you don't exercise mm -hmm. five times a week and all these things that mean something as you as a mother says who the story in my head yeah that's not true mm -hmm. and and the shoulds that point it they point to the shame shame is the favorite weapon one of the favorite weapons of evil really right mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. i mean it's yeah so so what feels better to you, Christy? I should do that, and so therefore I'm gonna go, and what is that, how do, how do you show up when you when you should yourself in that way? Resentful, angry, pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that how you wanna show up? 
I don't want to show up like that, Coach Mead. I really don't. <laughs> so what do you see as an like a little opportunity to try something differently? Where's your angle for trying something new? I'm quitting the PTA. <laughs> you what? <laughs> yeah, girl. With that PTA. <laughs> they really just want your money anyway. So as long as they've got that, right? <laughs> oh, that was such a good coaching session. Five stars. Oh, well, <laughs> you're such a great coachee. But really, I mean, that is how many times do we hear that in so many different ways? It's I yeah. should do this, like paying attention to that voice in your head. Whose voice is it? Is it really coming from other people? That's a different topic altogether. But chances are it's something that you're telling yourself. And I, I said this, the daughter will rename nameless to protect the innocent. But uh, she, <laughs> you only she have to. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you got to guess which one. She was like trying to look for something and she couldn't find it. And she was like, oh, there it is. And then she's stupid and she used her name. I'm like, whoa, hold up, sister. I'm like, you cannot talk to my girl like that. And so like it gave her this paw. I mean, it was a little over the top and I made a big deal about it. But but seriously, so that she could pay attention to how the way that she's talking to herself. So the way that we talk to ourselves makes a huge difference or completely influences how we're going about our day, what we're choosing to do. And so the fact that you, Christy, recognized that you have this voice that says, I should go. It's like, well, is that true? Not yeah. like, where is that coming from? And by the way, like that's, yeah, when you're shutting yourself, this is the results of that. When you're not, you're like, I could go to PTA. Do I want to go or not? Take the shoulds and turn, up, turn them into coulds. That's a yeah. great, easy little little hack or the have tos to the get tos. Yeah, and, and paying attention to that. That's the stuff that if we... If we learn to get comfortable being uncomfortable with boredom, so to speak, or that like that idle time that we find, that free time that we have, that's that opportunity to to really create a different trajectory for the rest of rest of your day, your week, whatever. Paying attention to that. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. I, I guess we should land the plane. Okay. We're landing the plane early. I mean <laughs> we Listen, we can keep talking, but yeah, I think we could land that plane. Once you're teeny, teeny, tiny, teeny, tiny, teeny, tiny, <laughs> teeny, teeny, I know I can't say it. Tiny Tina. What's your Tina? <laughs> oh, good Lord. Don't, don't we make Have of us. <laughs> don't we make give al- us a podcast. <laughs> don't we make alcohol-free living look like so much fun? I don't know. I, I, I don't we know. do. I, yeah. No, we do. <laughs> we get to be like children. We get to be silly like children. I mean, what is more fun than that? Yeah. So no, tiny, no. tiny Tina for for our listeners. Should you choose to accept <laughs> the tiny Tina for the week, you have two options: quit the PTA, keep giving your money, but you don't you don't have to go. We're freeing you from your responsibility. You do not have to go to the PTA anymore. Number, <laughs> number two. And or set a timer for three minutes and do nothing. Mm-hmm. Do nothing. I like it. It's good. And just sit there and just do nothing. And then in a week from now, set it for four minutes. And then a week from there, set it for five minutes. And literally, you have no job. Nothing to do. I don't get, like, you just have to sit for three minutes. When the timer goes off, you can go about whatever you're doing. And then in the fourth week, you can add it twice a day 
And then in the fifth week, you can add it three times a day or whatever. Like you can you can keep building on. You won't have to get that far because what you're doing is you're building that ability to be in that space. And not only is this like a great a boredom hack, but y'all, this is a hack for living consciously, for living mm-hmm. intentionally, for mm-hmm. stepping into your life in a mindful, purposeful willful way versus the reactive autopilot slash sleep sleepwalking slash chaos and rigidity that that a lot of us are accustomed to so it's not a tiny tina it's a pretty big it's a, tina. Big, it's a big fat tina it's a big fat <laughs> tina <laughs> oh my gosh i'm not gonna add anything to that tina because she was so good <laughs> she was a great one <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, All right. Thanks, um, ladies. Thanks for coming. (laughs) If you made it this far in the podcast, um, you're welcome, or I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) We love you. Thanks. Thanks. See you next Monday. Please reach out and and tell us what you want to talk about. I promise if you give us something, we will talk about it. I prom- yeah. I'm making that promise on both of our behalfs. Like you hit us with your questions. You hit us with like the burning, but what about this? We will cover it. Yeah, for sure. And there's a form to do that in the show notes where it says connect. So we would love to hear from you. Yay. See you next Hi, Monday. Thank you so much for joining us again this week. You can find all of our episodes at butjesusdrankwine.com and make sure you follow us over on the gram at Love Life Sober with Christy and Mead at I'm Not Sober, I'm Free. To learn more about what we do, you can visit our websites at meadhollandshirley.com and lovelifesober.com. Take a screenshot of this podcast and share it with a friend or two. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't have to worry about missing a single episode. And if you love what we're doing, please leave us a review on Apple or Spotify. This helps more women who are feeling stuck and alone in the overdrinking cycle to find hope and encouragement. Thanks, ladies. We so appreciate you. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.